Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another Personal Prescribing Podcast. My name is Safian Sheikh and I'm joined by Lucinda. Lucinda, welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So today we will be talking about disability claims specifically to mental illness yes. and why they're increasing month over month and what's mm-hmm. causing the increase. So I guess my first question to you is, the cost of disability claims is growing each year, especially in mental illness space. Being a senior health claims advisor, are you seeing the similar trend? Yeah, overall we're seeing more of it, uh, certainly. Um, one of the things, too, that is increasing in claims, not just the number of claims, but the duration of claims. If you're off for a physical reason, say you have to get your appendix out, you'll probably be off for a couple of weeks. Uh, when it comes to mental health claims, if you've gotten to the point now where you're off work uh, because of your mental health issues, odds are going to be then that you're going to be off for uh, a fairly long duration. Um, for instance, with the short-term disability claims that I handle, uh, most plans are either about four to six months duration um, for or, or duration that the plan allows. And most mental health uh, claims will use most or, or the entirety of that duration. Uh, whereas, like I say, if you have an appendix out, you'll probably be back to work within the month. Mm-hmm. And has that duration increased over time for mental illness? Or has no. it always been like this? It's always been like this. There's no quick fixes to it. Uh, we are seeing more claims in, in, the, in terms of numbers as well, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It, it, it uh, seems to mean that a lot of people are starting to realize that, there's, that there shouldn't be a stigma to mental health. They're coming forward for help. Uh, it would be nice if we could see more uh, early intervention, I think. Uh, I don't think we're seeing nearly enough of that, but uh, baby steps at this point, I guess. So if we can at least get the stigma uh, to be less of an issue and then um, start working towards uh, better education in terms of early intervention, um, we, we can start to bring it under better control, I believe. Okay, and as being someone who's a leader in this industry, um, do you see that future concepts that that are going to come into play and like help decrease this time uh yeah something that we're seeing that is uh very exciting is pharmacogenetic testing uh and uh, all of our plans uh, allow for it um it's a covered benefit and what that allows for and is especially valuable when it comes to mental health although it does help with other medical conditions is that it allows people to get testing done so that they and their doctor know what medications will be helpful to them specifically as an individual. Uh, And what that will do is A, helps them get on the right drug at the right time for the the right condition, and that can really speed along the process. It also keeps them, if their doctor is using this as a tool, from being prescribed drugs that are going to be not beneficial to them. And by not beneficial, I don't simply mean neutral. I mean ones that could put them five steps back. Uh, If you take a drug that, that is not suitable for you individually, um, then that just makes everything worse. And, uh, and certainly when somebody's already dealing with mental health issues, they need to get better. They don't need uh, anything that will make them worse. Uh, occasionally, uh, people will uh, find out, though, that they're resistant to drug therapy, in which case they, they can better also uh, center their treatment around uh, other treatment forms, uh, exercise, uh, diet, um, which should be part of any mental health uh, treatment plan but uh, cognitive behavior uh, therapy, resilience training, there's a lot of different options, not just drugs, um, but if you have the pharmacogenetic testing, it can help you uh, create your own individualized treatment plan, whichever route you decide to take. Well, that's very interesting. Um, 
So moving ahead, uh, what could be done to mitigate the increasing cost of mental illness related to disability? To mitigate uh, such uh, things would be uh, less stigma, early intervention, using tools like the pharmacogenetic testing uh, is is major, um, and certainly uh, having a healthier workplace, not just in benefits. Um, it, I, I think it's important to understand that we, we seem to be living a very stressed life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also seem to be proud of it culturally, it, and and it's not a good thing from a, from a mental health perspective. Uh, trying to work yourself to the point, whether it's work or other pressures in your life, to the point that you're getting sick. It, it's not it's not an achievement. It's not something to be proud of. It, it's when your body's telling you, your body and your mind are both telling you, hey, stop, slow down. We we we've got to uh, take care of ourselves first. Uh, very much like when you're on an airplane and the oxygen mask uh, falls down. You you always put your mask on before you worry about what is around you. Um, and it's very important that people really start to recognize that, especially if they are having or have had uh, an experience with mental health to the point that it has interfered with their life, with their work or their family. Uh, they, they really do have to maintain um, their treatment and, and their treatment plan and uh, their resiliency plan, their, their maintenance plan, um, because uh, very often we do see relapses as well. And, and the point is, once you've gotten over the hurdle of, of being treated, it's very important to keep that maintained as well on an ongoing basis. Again, whether it's a drug therapy or it, it's just lifestyle uh, therapies, it's very important to always be cognizant that relapses can and do occur. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to me because you mentioned um, stress being the main reason why mental illness is like mm-hmm. rising uh, these days. So do you think like that is only the primary reason or are there like other things that also trigger mental illnesses? Uh, well, there's a lot of different conditions um, that involve mental illness and, and very different types of mental illnesses. Uh, not all of them stress-related. Certainly the ones that, that uh, we tend to talk about because it tends to come in, under our control is the amount of stress in our lives. Uh, but going back to what I was saying about uh, stigma, I think we're also hearing more about uh, various mental illnesses uh, simply because there is less stigma. It's certainly not eradicated, but there is, is a lot less stigma where people are talking about what the issues are and and uh, the impacts that it's having on their lives. And it, it's very important, therefore, for people to, to realize that once the stigma is away and it's being heard, that you can then start to talk about it in, in different ways um, and, and look at different ways of treating it where one condition may be very treatable with resilience training, another one may need medication that can vary from person to person as, as well. So it's no one quick fix. It's not an e- There's not an easy answer to anything. Um, but when it comes to where you bring up stress, that's something that at least on an individual level we can all uh, start to control uh, on a preventative basis or, or at least attempt to. Um, do you think employers should consider effective drug plans in addition to the wellness plans to help employees struggling with mental illness? Yeah, it, it, like I say, it's not one easy answer. It, it's uh, it's several. And um, if you have something like the drug plan as well as the pharmacogenetic testing um, going hand in hand, 
Uh, that's terrific. They still need the wellness programs. Uh, an uh, ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you're taking better care of yourself from the get-go, you're less likely to uh, have any type of illness, be it physical or, or mental. So the wellness plans are very important, as well as maintaining uh, after an illness, again, whether it's physical or, or mental, uh, the wellness programs are, are a very important part of that. It does take, though, active participation uh, participation uh, by the claimant. Thank you, Lucinda, for taking the time out and talking to us and giving us this valuable insight. Okay, thank you. Thank uh, for everyone listening to us right now, if you would like us to cover any specific topics, please be sure to email us on info at personalizedprescribing.com. Uh, my name is Sofian Sheikh, and you'll find all our social channels on our website, which is www.personalizedprescribing.com. Have a great day.